Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? Hey, welcome back to another episode of Nikki Stocks Podcast. I'm your girl, Amy Nicole, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to another episode. And I want to remind you to please remember to subscribe, review, and tell a friend how dope you think this podcast is, right? So, I did my last week's podcast a little bit early because I was going to Philly for a girl's trip, and I had an amazing Time. I went up and I met up with the young ladies who attended my um, Philly stop of my seat at my sister's table tour and also um, two of my like oldest girlfriends. And we we did the black girl magic cookout. It rained, but it was still cool. Um, my brother, he came down from New York. He was up there on a field trip with the kids in his program. And I met up with him and he was dogging the hell out of this fucking cheesesteak. <laughs> If you follow me, I posted the picture like he was just dogging it out. And I was like, yo, is that allowed? I don't I don't know. Is that allowed? But um, we had a good time um, the first night. Um, we tried this thing called Stroke and Sip. It is this event where they had like a, a male nude model come. And, um, you know, you bring your own alcohol and they have the canvases and the paint and the paintbrushes and everything. You're just like painting this guy's anatomy. Um, And he's like walking around. (laughs) And like he's just putting this shit on people. It was hilarious. Like I was just speechless. Um, If you looked in the stories, I put everything like let it all hang out. Like excuse the pun in my stories. And it was just so much fun to go out with the girls. And (laughs) I had a really good time. So shout out to Stroke and Sip. And then we did karaoke afterwards. And I've always loved karaoke. I really got into it. Like, I liked it growing up, but I really, 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 really got into it when I lived in Korea. And um, I've been wanting to do it since I've been back to the States. And they've changed things because now they have these karaoke rooms. Like, it had like a couch in it. It had like a flat screen TV. It had like a computer on the side where you can like pick out um, the songs that you wanted. Now, they had the songs that I wanted to do the karaoke to. Because, you know, I was looking for that little Kim. You know, the raunch stuff. And they had the songs for me. So I was like, uh, I guess I do a little backup. So all of that was in my stories and my posts. So make sure you're following my Instagram. It's Nikki Stotts, and that's N I K K I E S T H O U G H T S. Um, and make sure you're, you check out my stories because I'm starting to get the hang of like, yeah, you post shit in your stories that you don't want to post um, on your on your page, and that's going to disappear. So um, I had all of that. So we're going to link up again soon and do karaoke again because it was so much fun like I had an amazing time um with the girls so I had been talking about you know the summer extroverting um getting back into the dating scene and everything so I had me a date on Friday I actually had a date on both days. But I had a date on Friday. 
And um, first of all, the young man was like, well, can you wear a sundress? And I was like, first of all, sir, you ain't even unlocked that level. You, you, you don't even got that Fortnite skin. Don't be asking me to wear no sundress. That's you, you, you're not there yet. You know, it's Friday. I had to work today. You know, it was, it took forever to get my hair cut. So, um, you gonna get whatever fits me first out this closet. But I was still cute, you know, whatever. You know, that was on my page too. So, um, I'm out with him and you know, I'm so sarcastic. And like, he's like looking at me. He's an older gentleman. And he's just like, oh, are you serious? Like, you are, you have like a smart mouth. And I'm just like, mm, you know, whatever. That's that's me. I'm a feisty. I'm feisty or whatever. And, um, but we're having a really good time. It wasn't like, you know, a turn off or anything. He was just like really amused um, by me. And he was like, you know, you're really spunky. So I think I'm like out with him for like an hour and a half or so. And then I write. It was good talking to you and all of that. But I'm about to meet one of my girlfriends in D.C. And we're about to do hookah. Because I met him in Virginia. I live in Virginia. And when I said that I was going to leave and go to D.C., you would have thought that I slapped him in his face with a wet dish rag. He was like, so you just going to leave me? You just going to cut the night out short. You could have me all night long. You know, I don't have no curfew. I didn't know that we was only going to do this for an hour, hour and a half and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, sir, pump your brakes, please. And he was like, you know, I want to go see Mission Impossible. They got an 1130 showing at the IMAX. And, you know, I was wondering if you wanted to go there. First of all, that's not even my style. Do I look like somebody who want to see Mission Impossible 5 or 6 or whatever number it was? No. And I said, and what made you think that I was going to be out with you all fucking night? You said dinner. Actually, we met at a bar. We met at this place called Bar Louie. In Virginia, y'all probably like, which one is a million of them? I ain't gonna tell you. But um, I thought that we were just meeting for drinks because I know that I had spoke um, a few episodes ago about the difference between like when you're meeting someone and you have a meetup and then you have a date. So like when I was saying like the meetups, I typically have them for like 30 minutes just to, just to feel the person out, you know, or whatever. And if you like each other's vibe, then, you know, you go on a date and it's a little bit longer. So I'm thinking we just doing a meetup. So I'm like, yeah, girl. So I'll be in city, you know, around 1130, you know, whatever. We're going to do hookah and stuff. I already got my night planned out. And he's just like, no, you know, whatever. And I don't know if he was an older gentleman. I don't fucking know. But all I know was I was going to be on my way with a doggy bag in hand. So, um... He was very upset. You know, he's walking me to my car and stuff like that. And he was like, I just don't believe that you're leaving me. And, you know, I just, you know, the night is still young. And, you know, I'm really enjoying your company and stuff like that. And I was like, sir, listen, please stop harassing me and accosting me. That motherfucking Tuscan chicken that I didn't eat and then four shots of Patron does not warrant me giving you one night only. That's all I have to spare. I plan on being on this earth next weekend. I plan on being on this earth tomorrow. 
we can cut this shit up. I ain't got to fucking spend the whole night with you. We, we, we don't got to do that shit, you know, and you can still go see Mission Impossible. You know, you don't need me to go with you. You don't need a chaperone, but I got somewhere to be. So uh, if you please get off my door so I can close it. Yeah, I start my engine and get the fuck on. And, you know, it really, <laughs> I was just like, I was thinking about it. And I was like, this is kind of like, and I spoke about this too in a previous episode, when you're in a club, and it's been a minute since I've been in a club, like when I was a younger, young lady, um, and you have a guy, and he buys you like a drink, a tool, or whatever, and he think he gonna follow your motherfucking ass around the club all motherfucking night long, off of this one-two drink? No, no, sir. Again, the Tuscan chicken and the shots of Patron, they do not equate to you holding me hostage for the rest of the night. Just like if you were to get me something in a club, you're not going to hold me hostage for the rest of the night. I got to move around, baby. I got to move around. So um, I go out or whatever. And he texts me because, you know, I was like, okay, there's a, there's a connection. That's another thing I spoke about. I don't give my number out unless there's a connection. So I gave him my number. I was like, you know, I'm leaving, but, you know, I, I do like you. So here's my phone number. You know, give me a call. You know, we can set something up, you know, or whatever. Maybe you need to articulate, you know, what it is you want to do. But, you know, I, I got a schedule. I got a schedule. So he texts me. And he's like, are you still out? I don't answer that shit. I'm not on parole, probation. You know, no, I'm not answering that. So in the morning, he's like, well, what time did you get home? <laughs> it's a lot you need to learn about me, sir. <sighs> Flipping the page, as you can hear this in the background. I'm not even going to entertain that anymore. Ah, uh, yes. So... <laughs> It was kind of like a grand opening, grand closing. Because I was just like, you're not about to police me. You're not about to make me feel like I'm in a group home. Don't be asking me questions. I don't ask you questions about where you was last night or anything like that. So, yeah. So, that was my weekend in a nutshell. Or well, my Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Or was it Saturday? It was Friday. It was Friday. It was Friday. Today's Sunday. So, um, I want to... Use this episode to catch up on my dear Nikki. I have been catching a lot of flack from you all who was like, you know, you just be BSing us on the dear Nikki and I wrote and all of this other stuff. And as you know, I've been working to crunch my podcast to like a 40 minute pocket. So because of that, you know, some shit gets on the, the chopping block. So I can't talk about a topic and then I write Dear Nikki and then I saved you a seat. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate this episode to answering some Dear Nikki questions. So we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Um, I'm going to pull a few out and we're going to go through those. Um, and I'm going to dedicate this to the ketchup. So let's get into it, shall we? Okay, so this, this first question, excuse me, or this first letter. Um, it says, hi, this man that I've liked for a while reached out to me a few months ago and asked me if I would consider being in a poly relationship with him. He has a girlfriend and they have a daughter and another child on the way. 
He gave her my number a few days ago and she's been texting me. She's also wanting me to join them. Do you think it's a bad idea to VFC? I don't know what that means. Y'all know I'm getting old. So VFC, um, try something like that. Would you? <sighs> Let me take off my imaginary glasses and uh, rub the bridge of my nose. <sighs> All right. So this dude you like for a while. He reached out to you a few months ago. Um, he has a girlfriend. They have a daughter and they have a baby on the way. So initially, I'm like, okay, well, maybe the girlfriend can't really be sexual because I don't know how pregnant she is. Because when we get to a certain point, some of us, um, we can't maneuver like we can in the bedroom. Um, but when you say she hit you up, maybe she, I don't, maybe she tired of his ass. I don't know. But she's wanting me to join them. Now, the vein of this letter that I'm hitting is it's a sexual thing. Now, <clears throat> whoa, I don't know how you feel about being intimate with someone pregnant. I, whoa. But, and I talked about this before in a poly, poly, poly relationships are not just sex. I really, that just really grinds my gear. And that's what, the theme of this sounds like, because I don't hear, you know, you move in with them or uh, he's asking you to move in with him and he's taking care of the household and you and her can be the sister wives. Well, she's a girlfriend, sister, partner, sister, sisters, sisters and dick. Let's just say that um, just for 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 all intents and purposes. I hate when people say all intensive purposes. I'd be like, it's all intents and purposes. But okay, sisters and dick. Um, like that's what I'm getting from this. That it's just purely sexual. And that really bothers me because that's not what the poly life is about. And these young churn got it mixed up. And it's not even young churn because it's people my age and it's, it's people older than me. Now, um, I come from a Muslim background, right? So, uh, you can't try that poly shit on me because I know just what the fuck it is. Polly is not, you sleep with me, you sleep with me, my man is your man, is her man is, oh, no, it's not a nine to five or the weekend. Polly is, the man is taking care of the household with the women in it. It's not, he gets to sleep with whoever the fuck he wants to sleep with. That's not what Polly is. So, what I'm missing from this is what he's bringing to the table besides dick and a pregnant pussy. Oh, that sounded so crass. Mm. Mom, if you're listening to this, just press pause. Go to the next episode. But I need to know how is this beneficial to you? Yes, you like him, but now he's coming with a BOGO, a buy one, get one. And that ain't what you're trying to sign up for especially under this pretense of a poly relationship. And it's not a poly relationship. He just want to have sex with both of y'all. He want to have a threesome. 
And I don't know if she's down for the crown because maybe she can't really perform like, you know, she's been meaning to and she feels as though she owes it to him because she can't give him what he needs and all of that. And hey, hey, girl, uh, uh, I'm going to pass the baton to you and you handle this shit till I drop this baby. I don't know. You really didn't give me much in it. But uh, based on what you told me, hell no, I wouldn't do that shit. No. Mm -mm. First of all, I like a stingy dick. So I'm not going to be sharing it with whoever. And I don't give a fuck what my background is. No, 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 no. We're not about to do that. Second of all, it's not a poly relationship and it's not beneficial to you. It's not fiscally beneficial to you. So let's just call it what the fuck it is. Uh, do you want to have sex with me and my pregnant girlfriend? Just and, and, and that's what you need to ask yourself. So take off the rose colored glasses. And look at it in the context that I just put it in. Do you want to have sex with this man and his pregnant girlfriend? Because that's not a poly relationship. I don't care if she's texting you. I don't care if she's saying that she's okay with it. And I'm sure she's probably not okay with it. Because what I see a lot with this air quotations, y'all can't see me, poly shit. The women typically are not cool with that shit. But the men have painted such a beautiful picture of it. It's like, all right. But if you really know what Polly is, it's about the man being in the head of the household. He's taking care of all women and children in this household. Yes, they have intercourse. Um, typically, the women don't have intercourse with each other. They don't. So I don't know where the fuck that came from. Well, she wants she wants me to join us. Or me to join them? No, that's not how it usually goes. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Excuse the pun. Don't fall for that shit. Leave that shit alone. No, I wouldn't do it. And I don't think that you should do it. Because that's not a poly relationship. And even if it was a poly relationship, are you okay with it? When them four walls close in on you and you look yourself in the eye, are you okay with this? You didn't sign up for her. You signed up for him. No way that you was like, well, you know, this dude and his girlfriend I've been liking for a while. You know, they 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 propositioned me to, you know, get down for the crown. Get with the Wu-Tang and shit like that. You ain't say that. You don't need to get with that junior mafia. Get your own dick. Why are you riding hers? Excuse the pun. So, no, I wouldn't do that shit. And sissy poo, I don't think you should. Let's get to this next letter, please. Okay, so this next letter says, hey, I've been following you for over a year now, and you're more than a perfect individual to me. I love you and your legacy. Thank you, but I am far from perfect. Um, but I am stuck as a human. My throat chakra stays hiding, and I can't find the courage to speak the words I think, and I can usually write down. I'm happy with me. I just don't know how to project my internal with everyone else without feeling scared as shit. I'm very scared of loss. I know the journey I am on will include a lot of that. I'm all about growing to be the best I can be, but I do suffer from major anxiety and depression diagnosed. And that wall I feel comes and goes. I know the disorders are not my true self. I just want to know what should I do without medication. I feel the only way to make everything better is to isolate myself so I don't feel others' emotions. I'm happy with me. I just feel everyone's sadness. I want to help them, but what comes out doesn't seem like help. So do people say that they feel like you attack them? Like you won't answer. Um, <laughs> I be cracking myself up sometime, y'all. So 
So first of all, let's talk about the throat chakra. So um, we have spiritual chakras and we have um, physical chakras. So the throat chakra is the first of our spiritual chakras. And it has much to do with our true authentic voice where faith and understanding combine, right? So when our throat chakra is out of harmony, we typically we, we have difficulty speaking our truth or, or expressing ourselves. And we may feel judged or silenced for what we say. And we sometimes feel out of alignment with who we are and feel out of touch with our will to live, which you, you want to write you want to write path. But on the contrary, when our throat chakra is in harmony, our will to live is strong and we are able to follow our dreams. We speak our truth where we say what we mean and we mean what we say. We express ourselves easily, creatively, excuse me, creatively, creatively. The fuck was I talking about? And authentically listen to our inner voice and have a balance between silence and speech. So. The location of our throat chakra is at the front of the base of the neck, at the hollow of the collarbone. So right where, um, right underneath your chin, you, you, you trail your fingertip down your chin and that, that little hole you feel on your throat, that's it. So um, the physical body parts of the, thro the throat chakra is you have your throat, your trachea, your neck, your vertebrae, you have your gums, your teeth, your mouth, your esophagus, your hy hypothalamus, your shoulders, your arms, and your hand. And the life lesson of the throat chakra is to speak and receive the truth. So when we have dysfunctions, physical dysfunctions of our of our throat chakra, we get like a raspy or a sore throat. We have mouth ulcers. We have gum difficulties, stiff necks, scoliosis, um, swollen glands, and thyroid thyroid problems. Now, getting into the mental and emotional issues that you're talking about, um, when we have when we have um, when we're out of whack with our throat chakra, um, we we just have like this an issue with like our strength of will, our personal expression, following our dream, um, using our power, our personal power to create and choice and capacity to make decisions. Um, we may have addictions, judgments, criticism, and faith. And some possible causes of these energy blocks is difficulty in expressing oneself, withholding or swallowing words, and suppressing our creative talents, right? Um, and that sounds like that's what you're doing. So you're asking, um, what are some things that you can do outside of medication to kind of aid and assist you with this blocked throat chakra, right? So for one, I want to talk about essential oils. Um, everybody should have a diffuser to me. And you can get them in TJ Maxx, Ross, or something. And the diffusers are those machines where, you know, you pour in some distilled water and you put in a few drops of essential oils and it creates like this, this vapor, this um, steam of the essential oils and it acts as aromatherapy. I have one in my office. Kingston has one in his room because sometimes, especially after a bad night of Fortnite, he needs to turn that shit on. Um, but you should get you one of those and some essential oils that are essential for, um, block throat chakras and for throat chakra, chakra help mm, are lavender, rosemary, frankincense, German chamomile, and, um, what is this? Hyssop? Hyssop? Somebody know how to say it. So what you might want to do is get you that diffuser and do some type of aromatherapy and meditation. Are you meditating? Are you listening to music? Are you calming yourself? Um, and you can do the diffuser, but I know with the frankincense, what I like is I'll burn raw frankincense. 
And you can get that from, you know, any of your um, Middle Eastern stores or specialty stores. Um, my mom, oh my gosh, I, I equate her to frankincense. She is a big fan of it. So you can get you some of those. And also crystal therapy. Um, some crystals for the throat chakra are your, tur- your turquoise, your aquamarine, because the color for our throat, tr- throat chakra is a light blue. So you can get you some lapis lazuli. Oh, I love that. Um, some celestite, um, some aquamarine, some sodalite. And what I like to do is when I'm out, um, I'll put them in my bra. Make sure they're clean. So get you some Florida water and spray them down or sage them or put them, put them under a full moon. There are different ways that you can cleanse um, crystals and you keep them close to you. I like to put mine in my bra, maybe in my pocket. Um, I'll put them in my purse. Um, I'll put them on my desk at work. Um, I'll put them under my pillow when I sleep or on my nightstand. Or sometimes I put them on my body. Um, you can put them on your throat. You know, don't don't put a big rock on it, but, you know, you can put them on a throat. And as you're meditating, especially if you are doing your aromatherapy and the steam is going and you have your music going, you just imagine the weight of the stone just pulling all of that energy out of your throat into the stone. That's what really works for me. Um, but aromatherapy is going to be your friend because I, I, meditation and aromatherapy works wonders for me. Like I, I can't live without it. And you know, you don't have to meditate long, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes and just work your way up. Um, and you'll start to see a change in yourself and you'll start to see that, you know, you're speaking more, you're doing more because you are unblocking that chakra. And there's also videos or songs on YouTube just um, when you go on YouTube, type in the search search box, um, songs that unblock throat chakra or root chakra, whatever chakra you, you, you're going through, you can put that in there because that's what I do. And, you know, it really works. So try that out and good luck with everything, right? Let's get into the next question. Okay, the next letter says, hey, Nikki, I know you talked a little about dating people that are divorced or have kids. Could you talk about someone new to dating world and how to best navigate that area? I've just I've just had many girlfriends and stories of dating someone who said they were divorced but were still very much married or just separated but never divorced. How do people know? I appreciated the first date questions. Thank you. Everybody liked my episode on the questions to ask on a first date um, to ensure that you ain't wasting your time. So thank you so much for that feedback. Um... marriage, dating married people is tricky, right? So I've been married. And um, when I decided that I didn't want to be married anymore, um, I did the year separation. Actually, I got a restraining order. I did the year separation. I did not speak to this man. I did not have any contact with this man. Um, Nothing to set that clock back, to reset that clock. I was not going to reset that shit. And when the year was up, I did my own divorce. I didn't have an attorney. Back then, I couldn't afford one. I'm, you know, single mom. Shit, I still am a single mom. But um, I just couldn't afford it. And But I wanted my fucking divorce. So um, I did my research, and I did my own divorce. And it was granted, and it was very quick. And I say this to say, when people are really ready to get a divorce, 
can't shit stop them from getting them paper signed. So while you out here talking to these people who say they've been going through a divorce for five, six, seven, eight years, they lying. When you out here dating these people that said that they've been separated two, three, four, five, seven, eight years, they lying. When you're out here dating these people who say that, oh, well, I'm married, but we're going through it. First of all, if you've been married, you shouldn't be out here dating. Or if you are married and you separated, you're trying to figure out what the fuck y'all doing, whatever. You should not be engaging in a serious relationship. Now, if you're cool with just being a fling, more power motherfucking to you. I couldn't do it. But I always discourage my brothers and my sisters from dating people who are still married and who are separated, who are not divorced. Because one, we don't know if they're telling us the truth. Two, these motherfuckers might get back together. There's a reason why there's a separation period. Because the courts are forecasting that maybe there is a reconciliation period. That maybe, all right, we're going to give them a year. And maybe it might take six months for somebody to miss somebody. Or maybe it might take nine months for them to do some therapy or realize, hey, you know, let's work this out. I want to fight for my marriage, blah, blah, blah. There's a reason why there's a separation period legally. And now let's talk about emotions. You've been with somebody X amount of years, married to somebody X amount of years. You think all that shit just going to wipe away? No, you need some time to detox from a life as a married man or a married woman and whatever feelings that you have. And how are you going to do that entertaining someone else? And again, if you really want to get this person out your life, you going to do it. It really, I think it's hilarious when I hear people been separated for years. I really think that it is hilarious to me or they've been going through a divorce for years. Unless we talking about some ballers. Now, if they got real estate over here, real estate over there, property here, credit card, all that, sometimes that takes a while to, to cut through, especially if we got some custody shit. But that shit don't take years. It don't take years. So don't let these people lie to you and don't let these people tug at your heartstrings. If somebody really wants to get a divorce, they will. You couldn't stop me from them divorce papers. That, that that was on my mind more than finishing grad school. No, uh, fuck that paper I got to do. I need to go read up on this statute so I can motherfucking uh, file these papers. Because my divorce was important to me. Snip, snip, snipping was important to me. So don't let P. Alma get around it. Oh, they're going through. Go through it. And I've told guys this. Go through it and call me when you finish. Because I'm not going to get on this roller coaster with you because that's what you're going to do because you don't know. They can tell you all day you want, all day long if they want to, yeah, I'm going through this divorce or whatever. But until you see them papers, that's I can't tell you how many of my girlfriends dudes be like, yeah, I'm going through a divorce. And then they get back with their wife. Oh, you surprised? But you put yourself out there because you shouldn't have been messing with him. Don't mess with these women and these men who are not divorced. Unless you cool with it just being casual. And hey, they might get back with them. If you cool with that, hey. But you're kind of setting yourself up. They are not available. I look at it, I look at it like if you aren't divorced, you're married. If you aren't divorced, you're married. If you're separated, guess what? You're married. 
If you're going through a divorce, guess what? You're married. So let's cut out all of that bullshit and all of that fuck shit. And you kind of just slow, slow down a little bit. If it's meant to be, he going to find you. She going to find you. But they need to deal with that first. Because you don't need to be in no complicated ass situation. And you deserve better. So yeah. To cut out on all of that. Leave that shit alone. And you say, how can you tell? If somebody tells you that their divorce ain't shit wrong with you asking for a divorce decree. Or you can look the shit up. It's public record. You don't even need to ask them so they can doctor some shit up. No, look it up. Case search. You know, case search. Go on your county case search, your state case search or whatever. Look the shit up. That's how you find out. But that's if you're really serious about your time and not wasting it. Next letter, please. Hey, Nicole, I listened to your podcast on toxic people. Spot on. Thank you. I did a podcast um, last week, um, the 10 signs of toxic people and how to deal with them. So thank you. You talked about toxic parents. Does the same thing apply to toxic children? Listen to me, sissy poo. A toxic person is a toxic person is a toxic person is a toxic person. Even if you birth them, even if they birth you. Yes. Boundary setting for your children too Because children will run your ass in the ground He's going to be trying me And he's 11 And I have to give him boundaries I have to, oh now son Sometimes I let him know, you know Kingston I don't like your energy You know um, Give me a few minutes Go, 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 go downstairs Watch you some TV, go for a walk You know, do what it is that you need to do But I don't like your energy right now So, um, yes You don't have to deal with toxic children either. Anybody who is toxic to your peace, you don't have to deal with them. Again, I don't care if you birth them. I don't care if they birth you. I don't care if they're still minors. You know, you don't have to kick them out. I mean, whatever. But you can separate. Put that boundary. Like I say with Kingston, when sometimes he be be blowing in and I be like, whoa, son, hold up now. You know, um, I don't like your energy. You know, come here, let me spray you with some Florida water. If that don't work, you need to go downstairs. Or you need to go for a walk. You know, give me some space because I just don't like your aura. He'll tell you. Yeah, my mom be like, my energy was a little off. So she she told me to go for a walk. So, yeah. Or, you know, if they're older, if they're adult children, you know, you can extend that walk. You know, when you can treat me with some respect or when you can talk to me like you ain't lost your mind or if you can whatever it is. That's going to protect your peace. When you can do that, then we can engage with each other. Until then, I can't deal with you. I can't rock with you. So, yes, it also applies to children. <sighs> so, let's get into our last question, our last letter, our last um, Dear Nikki letter. One, she says, I don't know why I'm listening to your podcast in reverse order. Don't worry, girl, as long as you listen to all of them, you good. But one thing I thought about. Because us Virgos love to overthink, laugh out loud, yes we do. It's how some men not only not only want to just have a son, but a baby, period, based on the woman. I know some men I know some may disagree with quote unquote trapping a woman, but I had a man that I dated for about six months, later admitting to removing the condom at times during intercourse because he figured you're beautiful, educated, and got shit going on for yourself, and I know you'd be a great mom. So of course I wanted to, quote unquote, drop my seed off in you. And my jaw hit the floor. Long story short, we stopped dating. But over, 
But Over also had guy friends say, I don't get married or have kids by a certain age. I'd have a kid with you because I know you'd be a great mom. Yet every single one weren't really ready for a relationship. I definitely felt offended that they'd rather me be a baby mom than a wife. I'm old school too. But overall, I absolutely love your podcast. Um, okay, so let's break this down. Okay, so I've always said that saying to me, oh, I think it's whatever, you know, let's have a baby. That doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't make me all warm and mushy inside. Oh, my God, he wants me to have his baby and this is just perfect. And oh, my God, I'm the chosen one. No. No, because I've always realized that men, quote unquote, trap women too. Please believe it, especially in the year of our Lord, 2018. Yes, I've myself had dudes say, I mean, I couldn't pick a better woman. You got your shit together. You got this, that, blah, blah. Okay, I do. I do. I do, right? Um. So you want to give me something that's going to slow my sale. In essence, that's what you're saying because you're not talking about you want to marry me and help me raise this baby. You're not telling me that you would like for us to be a family. Oh, I just think you're so dope, Nikki. I want us to be a family. No, I think you're so dope. I want to give you a baby. That at the end of the day, it's the mama's fucking responsibility. You know, baby come home with mama. Baby don't really come home with daddy. And even if mom and dad are married, you know, mom typically does the brunt of the work. When I had Kingston 11 years ago, I did the brunt of the work. I mean, my, my ex-husband, he assisted, but I mean, the brunt was me. So when I be seeing girls, oh, he want me to have his baby. I be like, what is wrong with you? That's all he want? You know, like what, what's in it for you? You know, how is this going to enrich you? Children... Our blessings, yes. You know, but you know, I always say I don't romanticize babies because I know the E. True Hollywood story. <laughs> you know, when the novelty of motherhood has, has 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 worn off, and now you have this this little person who, hey, don't care about your goals, your aspirations, your your deadlines, and all of this stuff. That's when shit gets real. And the dude who wanted you to have this baby. He on gone on about his business because you were so big on him wanting to have your baby and not him wanting to have your last name or you to have his last name, excuse me, or him wanting to give you a family. Don't give me no baby. Give me a family. I've always said that. That's what turns me on. You know, you want us to be a family unit. And I'm telling you, huh, they be talking shit about women trapping men. Men do it all the fucking time and they're cool with it they just want to i guess they hear just the the sad stories or the sob stories about dudes who might pick um you know women who might not be favorable to be their children's mom and it's like oh i gotta pick me somebody who got her shit together so i mean i really don't want to marry you but i do want to have a baby so yeah let's just go ahead and do it and women think that oh he wants to give me something and they see that as the gift. That's not the gift, sweetheart. That's the setup. That's the setup. That's the setup. That's the setup. And don't fall for it. D please, 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 please. I've seen a lot of my 
girlfriends go through this. They get caught up in this whirlwind. I'm going to have this baby and everything. And now they got the baby. They holding this, di- this, this diaper bag. And the dude then going on about his business with a woman that don't have kids. You know, once the novelty wears off with him. And now they stuck. You know, don't do that. Until a man wants to give you a family. And like I say, I'm old fashioned. You got to marry me. Ain't pushing out his baby till he buy the rock. Ain't that what Nikki say? Me and Nikki, we here. It's something about the Nikki's. But some people don't want to get married, and that's cool too. But have a family. And I say all the time, this ain't even about what the baby deserves. It's about what the fuck you deserve. I can't tell you how many times I be looking at these on my Explore page. These girls be doing these gender reveals by their damn self. You popping a motherfucking balloon by yourself. Where your baby father at? You know, you at these baby showers by yourself. Ain't shit cute about that. Nothing. And I understand shit happens. I get it. I get it. But how many times out of 10 did shit just happen or you just made some poor choices in the name of having a fucking baby? You deserve so much better. Mama D didn't told y'all asses. So yeah, don't let... I hear all you, oh, you know, your homeowner, your business owner, you all these degrees. Who else better? Like you, you are a dream. Well, what are you? <laughs> what are you to me? You know? I mean, no. So you're on the right path, sis. You know, don't let these men try to fool you and all of this stuff and play on your um, your emotional uh, heartstrings or whatever. You know, hold out. And it ain't shit wrong with being old-fashioned. Ain't nothing wrong with being old-fashioned. Don't let nobody um, try to sway you any type of way. You want what you want. And that's that. That's that. Because I want what I want. And that's that. And I'm not going to settle. You know? I don't see anything cute or sexy about a dude asking me to have his baby. No. Mm-mm. So we are caught up for this week on our Dear Nikki letter. So let's get into the I Save You a Seat Award. Bam. What's up? I say what's up? I say what's up? Man, sit your ass down. <laughs> so... Yesterday, I made this post. Well, I posted this post. And it says, when a man asks you, what do you bring to the table? Ask him, what's at this table? Is it properties, companies, rising stocks? What's accompanying him at this quote-unquote table? Because most times, it's just unfaithfulness, one-sided relationships, and a 15-year-old used Mercedes. So, I put in the caption... Right, because that's exactly what my pop and renaissance woman ass is bringing to the table. And whenever I call dudes out on this and politely check them like a coat before turning the table, all pun intended, back on them, they start stuttering. Why? Because the only thing on their table is a flimsy ass Dollar Tree tablecloth. Then all of a sudden, it's not about material stuff. Oh, but where was that same energy when you underestimated me and asked me that question? Now it's been exposed that you scratching and surviving while hanging in a child line and you're quiet as a broke church mouse. Sit your $5 ass down somewhere, sir. This grown woman business. So, I had some men in my comments who were very offended. And they said that this was men bashing. Why? 
They said that this was tearing the men down. And oh my God, you know, that's just like when we ask women, what do they have to bring to the table? And they just talk about cooking and sex and all of that. All right, that's cool. You know, I think that women should should bring more to the table than that too. And I bet when I say that to you, you nod your head. But it's kind of like, I'm starting to notice with some men, it's like, how dare you ask me what the fuck I bring to the table? How dare you ask me to show me, show you my worth? Even though I'm sitting here demanding that you show me your worth. How dare you put that mirror up to my face? Listen here. I got companies. I got properties. I got stocks. I got all of that shit. And you best fucking believe when I go out on dates, whatever, I'm going to ask you, what the fuck you bringing to the table? You best believe I'm going to ask you. And I don't care if you get offended. And if you get offended, that already lets me know my answer. Because dudes about they shit, particularly dudes who want women who are about they shit, we on the same page because a solid dude don't want to hang her on. A solid dude want a woman who got her shit together. And what you bringing to the table? Oh, you want to know what I'm bringing to the table? Oh, this is what I'm bringing to the table, boo. Checkmate, what you got? And be the dudes who are insecure and ain't bringing shit to the table but a motherfucking appetite. <laughs> they got a problem. Huh? Same, 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 same. And I'm just wondering, what makes you uncomfortable with the question? If I say, well, 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 tell me, well, well, tell me about this table. You asking me, what am I bringing to? What was it made out of? You know, is it oak? Is it metal, plastic, paper, recycled objects and shit? What, what, what is this table made out of? I think that that is a, 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 a very unreasonable question. Especially you, you want to know what I'm about to set, set on this shit, right? I need to know what it's made out of. But you got an attitude? Why? Oh, because I didn't put the spotlight on you and you ain't got shit. Got you. Again, when you have two like-minded individuals, nobody's going to be offended. I'm not going to be offended for a man to ask me what I bring to the table, right? You know, I'm just asking for some clarity. Well, tell me what the table is. Oh, that's what it's made out of. Okay, so this is what I'm going to put on. Let me show you my decorations, right? Let me tell you how I'm going to shine up this oak leaf. A table for you and make it shine a little bit more because you you looking good over there you know you got your little pledge uh furniture polish shining bright like a diamond but let me show you these props and these 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 plants and all of this shit i'm about to put on to pretty this shit up i ain't got no problem with that but when you give me attitude because i'm asking you well tell me about your table tell me about you then i got a problem it's kind of like when you go on a job interview. And of course, they want to know why should we hire you? Hey, I mean that 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 is a reasonable question. What are your qualifications? What do you bring to the table? And at the end, they say, "Well, what are your questions for us?" Or they might ask you before. And you better be asking questions cuz I do. Um cuz how do what I'm bringing to your company benefit me? How does your company benefit me. Tell me about your benefits package. Tell me about parking. Tell me about days off. Tell me about overtime. 
Tell me about salary increase. Tell me about raises. Um, going up a step. You know, promotions. Shit like that. I ask questions. They don't be like, oh, don't, don't, don't be asking us that shit. They answer. Why? Because they know that they have the means to justify the ends. Now, some jobs, when you start asking them questions and they get uncomfortable because they know that they ain't got shit to offer you back in exchange for all these degrees they want you to have, which I got, for all this experience they want you to have that I got, they ain't bringing shit to the table for you. And that's when you got to decline the fucking job because the means don't justify the ends for you. Same fucking thing. Same thing. And that might go over some of y'all heads. Y'all know I'm business minded. Sometimes I don't always do correlations with emotions and shit. I, I use a job this time. So, to the men who got a problem with women wanting to know what the fuck they getting themselves into. Or the women have the audacity to ask, what do you bring to the table? Betty up, what's this table made out of that you asking me what I'm going to put my shit down on? Sit your motherfucking ass down somewhere. This ain't even an echelon of woman you probably need to be hanging around. You know, you know, you just probably ain't because you probably already know. That's why you in your feelings. You, 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 you've been had. You've been found out. So, yeah, sit your ass down somewhere, sir. You know, we're not doing that. Especially my sisters, we're leading in everything. College graduates, business ownerships, all of that. So sometimes, yeah, we're going to make more than our spouse. And some of us don't care. Some of us is cool with being the breadwinner, you know. Um, I know that that does create some strife sometimes, but a lot of times that comes from the guy. It's really not us. It's his insecurities. But don't try to shame us or make us feel bad because now we want to know what's, what's, what's good in it for us. We want to be able to make an educated motherfucking decision. You know, it's not just one-sided anymore. We need to know too. So sit your motherfucking ass down and get out your goddamn feelings. Um, that's it for me this week. Y'all catch me on Instagram again at Nikki's Thoughts, N I K K I E S T H O U G T H O U G. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I've been sipping. Um, I always get to the end and start acting crazy. Um, catch me on um Tour. I'm on tour. Go to my website, www.acetatmysisterstable.com. Um, Instagram is at a seat at my sister's table. You can also go on my website, which is www.thoughtsofanicole.com. And that's A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. And you can get all of my social media handles where you can find me. My store, Black Sauce LLC, www.blacksaucellc.com. Let's try this Instagram again at Nikki's Thoughts. N-I-K-K-I-E-S. T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Bam, I did it. <laughs> See y'all next week. Have a great one. Rocking to my beat. I'm a trip, so I know you're gonna fall for me. Cause this is the year 